You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. We are back on the quest, that quarantine quest again. It is I, Brian, joined across the phone, across the interwebs with my partner in crime, Justin. How you doing, Justin? I am just swell. Just chilling here in the comfort of my lovely home that I know so well from being locked in it for so long. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What day yeah. is this? Like day, I don't know, 60 something. They all blur. Yeah. We're well, they all blur into the same thing, but yeah, we're, I guess we're in, are we rolling into month three then? If we're in around day 60? Yeah. Cause I think uh, it was about March, March 9th, 10th ish, 11th. I yeah. I mean, I was I was in New Zealand when things oh, that's right. really I, shut I down you. here. So that feels like you know. I will say, you know, I, I've said this a couple times the last week. It does weirdly. It's still flying by. Yes. And you know, partly maybe because you know I'm still working and things are busy. Um, but I I just feel like it goes by just as fast and doesn't. I don't know if that gives me any solace. Maybe that means that if we're stuck in this longer, then we're we're set. But I also, I have had moments, though, I will say, like, actually on the weekends is when I get hit with them, is if the weather's not good, then I'm looking at it like, uh, I can't go outside at all, and I'm just stuck in here, and I have no control over, like, my life. <laughs> But but they're very rare and they're only on the weekends because during the weekdays I'm just busy with work and everything so it doesn't really hit me. Well, and I think you know both of us love sports and the fact that there are very few live sporting events just you know they're just starting just now I think is a big struggle. So you know on the the weeknights there's not much getting us through in terms of live you know new things happening in. in areas that both of us enjoy but uh you know that that brings us to our topic here with Mm -hmm. cornhole and yes one of the first live sporting events to come back was actually cornhole yes yeah no it's funny right off the bat i wanted to acknowledge this and i'll get into this a little bit in in our debates and stats but uh this might be the first episode where the titling of the episode might cause some debate oh jeez uh, so not with me not oh, with me okay. right now okay. but um but yes the cornhole is is a, a often debated term amongst many people who play the sport or game yeah and uh so it's, it's kind of funny like some people will look at this and be like what the heck's cornhole <laughs> and but most people probably are on the other end so yeah it'll, it'll be interesting to talk about yeah for sure well why don't we just unbury the lead right off the bat and, and Ooh, what's your brian you're getting so good at this now like <laughs> you're just unburying this right off the top i love it i mean we just transition sometimes so well to it because you're yes. talking about it What's your yes. knowledge of cornhole or or the game that we call cornhole? Yeah. 
So I I am a, a casual player. I'm probably like most people out there. I enjoy playing it as a backyard game. I enjoy bringing it to tailgates. I will. Um, I have played in a couple competitive uh, leagues. Oh, so super... you're above not you're above average. No, no, but they're they're not. Maybe I'm above average slightly. But those competitive leagues were more recreational in nature, and they were just you know grab a beer, drink, and throw a, a beanbag. Like it, it was very simple. And so, but you know, I I enjoyed it, and I I would say my skill level is average. Sometimes I'm really good, and and most times I'm just average. Yeah, and sometimes I'm bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I gotta you. say, I've never competed in the sport other than casually. So you're you're a step ahead of me. I've okay, you know, played ever it so at slightly weddings and and like you said, tailgates and and you know, fun backyard outings and things like that. But never uh, actually, you know, competed like you have. Sure. I you did say you take it places. Do you actually have the game? Yes. Yeah, so I, that's a good point. I do have it. We have kind of a not great board, but it's a board that works, and we'll pull it out, you know, every once in a while. I want to actually, uh, I want to paint it and like make it into some a different design and do something cool with it. But right now, it's it's pretty bare bones and basic. But I actually was well. We had we did some social distance hangouting hangouting that's not a word we did some social distancing in our backyard and cornhole was a sport that was brought out and i did not play it but two other people did play against each other and i was itching to play but i ended up going to pick up a takeout order so i didn't i, I missed my chance and it got dark so I've, I've, it's very fresh in my mind right now of just wanting to get out there and play oh good good yeah, well, so let's uh, jump into some cornhole news. You're a newsman. I ever tell you otherwise, you punch me in the face. So my news story comes from the Athletic, and the title of the story is a little deceiving. <laughs> the okay. reason I found it was because of the title, and mm-hmm. the title is. The next cornhole question mark. MLB oh. players create business venture with cup check. Cup check. Yeah. So when I okay. clicked on this story, in multiple instances, I was kind of duped because one, when I think cup check, being a former baseball player, that is, this is not what I thought it was going to be. So basically, the game cup check was created by Kevin Jepson, a former major league pitcher, and he's teamed up with a number of other MLB players, uh, including uh, Evan Longoria, Yasiel Puig, among others, Garrett Richards. So there, there's you know some fairly big names who are tied to this game, but essentially this is a backyard game similar to Cornhole that they established just a couple years ago and it actually resembles Polish horseshoes 
which is apparently a yes. game where you hold a drink in one hand and throw a frisbee with the other, and the object is to knock a glass bottle uh, off of a stake. Yes. A and they've actually been able to create this game, and so they, they launched it about a year ago, and so the Athletic was doing this story to kind of celebrate their one-year anniversary, and um, they've got this, you know, Basically, it's it's some PVC pipes that they put some uh, plastic cups on, and they're four four six foot poles, two on each end, and then you basically you try to throw the frisbee and knock the cups off, or throw the the frisbee between the poles without touching it, and you get points, and and all of these type of things. It's just like you know a, a truly made up backyard game. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the interesting things that I saw was that they actually have partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society. And so each, you know, product or bag that they sell uh, actually includes information uh, on a pamphlet about a self-exam uh, for, you know, directions for, you know, testicular exams. So I, I thought that was oh. kind of an interesting take on you know this game that they've created but you know even even millionaires and and professional athletes are looking for games to do um they went you know deep into this story about how it was developed and um they started playing on the beaches of california and then they went to a nascar race and were on the infield and you know kind of jerry-rigged a similar game and then that really got kevin jepson's mind working to create this game um so it's pretty interesting story to kind of you know learn the backstory behind this this unique game but as far yeah. as cornhole has nothing to do with it except <laughs> for the title of the story but then i was so invested in reading about it i was like this is gonna be my, my news story so so I, I, I have a couple of things, a couple of thoughts. So first off, I have to give you gripe because you've given me crap before. So I'm just letting it be known that they had nothing to do with Cornell yet. The story was interesting. Therefore, it, it still kind of applies. Cornhole so was okay in the title it. of the story. It, it had yeah, to do with well, that. So is I, it the next my, one? My it, when it becomes had, the, historically have had stuff like that when it becomes the next cornhole and the next big backyard game then we'll revisit this podcast and you can strike your gripe from the the podcast uh, i'm just saying let it be known for future episodes when i bring up an interesting article that is loosely tied to the topic <laughs> i think it can be okay but uh my other thought is because i did pull up the website cup, cupcheckgame.com i think is what it is unless there's a competitor that's that no you're but, correct yeah so i looked this up I encourage you if you're home look this up too just for context as we just as brian described it i basically i, I guess i haven't played this but i've pretty much already done this and yeah. there's a so on a well, not on all but on our uh, ladder golf set there's an extension that goes up on both of the ends where you put a cup on, and it comes with a cup and so you put the cup on it and it comes with frisbees and you're like there's an attachment to the to it where you try to throw the frisbee in the middle but then also you there's a spot where you're obviously trying to hit the cups off 
And so this isn't that different, but there's a drinking aspect tied to this. That's like, you have like the rules of the game. Like you have to have a drink in hand. It looks like, and you know, try to catch it and all that, but it, it's interesting, but it doesn't feel revolutionary to me. So it's kind of in- cool to see, or I'm interested to see where it goes or how it continues to go with, you know, growing in the yard game space. But yeah, I, I think, yeah. I think you, you know, your yard golf game and having the kind of extension is a good example of like, I don't know if people are going to necessarily buy this just to play this because. I mean, ultimately, it there are other games similar to it, but I mean, it, it looks like they've gotten a handful of people to play it in these yeah. NASCAR settings. So, you know, maybe people are yeah. interested in it. I mean, I, I would I, don't get me wrong, I would play this, and I don't know if I'd pay sixty bucks for a, a set, but I would if somebody had it, I would be happy to play it. Yeah, but I just I'm generally happy to play any yard game, so they're all pretty pretty great well transitioning to a story actually about <laughs> cornhole uh, <laughs> so there's not like a ton of news but you actually touched on it earlier you know as live sports have kind of disappeared from our world the interesting thing is that daily fantasy sport operators are getting creative so they have added a bunch of esports, as a lot of people have seen, where you can now bet on esports, and now they're adding non-sports. So they just recently added, as of the last couple weeks, just recently added cornhole as an a sport that you can bet on. Um, and it's not it's not all places, but but some of the daily fantasy operators are putting this out, and there's a a deep dive or a little bit of a deep dive into uh, this place called prize picks. And they announced a partnership with the American cornhole league. So the ACL, I don't know if you'll reference it, but I I will at times. So they uh, will add their games to its selection of contests following the league's embrace of virtual tournaments during the COVID-19 pandemic. And this will mark the first time daily fantasy sport players can enter cornhole contests although some sports books have offered wagers on tournaments and ESPN has begun airing events on its family of networks in a time where there are a few live sports to show so a- ACL commissioner Stacy Moore said the league made itself pandemic resistant by moving its tournaments to the virtual space which I thought this was also really interesting So in April, the league launched the ACL Virtual where participants record themselves playing and upload the results to the official ACL Facebook page. That, to me, is like great. I mean, I guess if there's any sport or activity that could fall into this, I guess that would work. But Mm. it also is like, I mean, couldn't you edit, right? Like, isn't there... I mean, you're you're a master editor. Could you ma- could you edit it so that you could nail every shot that you throw? I don't know. It just seems. I don't know if the virtual league really has much legs to it. Well, especially but. because you go you alternate in throwing. I mean, and we'll, sure. we'll for those who are not familiar with the game, we'll get into this shortly. But you know, 
if you throw and and you leave one on the board or hanging over the hole that either means you know you can or or cannot easily score points you know for the other person or whatever it might be so like yeah if you just are throwing at this an empty board all the time then that's a little bit different of a game but maybe they just feel like their professionals are so good that that it has little effect as to you know other beanbags on the board yeah i, I don't know i mean you know it, golf it is golf that. is is easiest sport to play virtually because you could literally just record yourself yeah like it's not dependent yeah really on any other other players that i mean there's a little aspect of that but but not really but cornell yeah i mean there's less but there still is like to your point i mean one of the the most epic i I, it's crazy uh this randomly popped up in my feed the last week or so i don't even remember what maybe it was tiktok or something but um there was a highlight of a guy hitting the like impossible shot which like he needed to knock the one there was like one hanging on the edge of the hole of the opponent's team and he knocked the edge of it so that his would go in he used it as a backboard but then it shot it of the other one off the board and this was like on ESPN it was like a live thing and and just it was deemed like the greatest shot of all time in cornhole because it's like close to impossible to both hit the one off that's hanging and you know get the one in but like those epic moments don't happen when you're doing virtual right like it's just you know tossing into the the hole but i don't know i thought it was interesting that they're pivoting or not necessarily pivoting but but testing that out yep um with the virtual yeah all right well uh let's drop some knowledge as we normally do, I am the history guy and Justin is the stats guy. Begin with history. So cornhole is also known regionally as bags, sack toss, or beanbag. Do you have any other names that, that you can think of regionally? Um, you cover the main ones. There is weird ones out there, but you got all the main ones. Okay. Well, so it's a lawn game where players take turns tossing 16-ounce beanbags that traditionally held uh, corn kernels to a raised platform or board that has a hole uh, in the far end. So if the, the bag goes into the hole, you score three points. If a bag remains on the board, it scores one point, and you are looking to score 21 points and you know each frame or round of throwing there is cancellation of points so if you and i are playing justin and and you throw one into the hole and i basically cover you up by throwing it on my own bag into that hole um we each are still at zero points We're, we're not both at three points so games you know may or may not go quickly depending on the the difference in skill level if people are able to to score you know points on top of each other and cancel each other out so so real quick uh, and I'm, you might touch on some of this stuff organically in your your content but i i think one thing we were talking about right before we started is that there is some unique terminology that i've never known about i'm sure you probably learned about a little bit through this but what i just realized as you're talking about this is that 
a the bean bag that is tossed and goes in the hole is called a cornhole. And that results in three points. Now there's other words for that, but I I just thought it was I just thought it was bean bag and or, or, or we, we didn't even know what it was called when you actually nail nail it in the hole. So I sorry, I just wanted to to call that out that cornhole is actually a term for getting that three points. And there's other terms for it too that we probably won't get into, but I yeah, yeah I thought that was interesting. There there are some crazy ones in there. Uh so yeah. there's a lot of debate over where it really began, but it was really believed that it popularized in the Midwest states, obviously having so much corn around that that you know idea of being named cornhole and and you know from a Midwest state kind of makes sense. So in 1883, there was a patent from Heiliger De, uh, De Wint, and this game was called Parlor Quotes. Uh, and it displays most of the same features as we have in the modern day cornhole game. The only difference is that there was a square hole instead of a round one. So mm. it's parlor quits because there was this game called quits and it's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it cor- correctly. I don't know either, but it sounds <laughs> funny every time you say it. <laughs> uh, so quits itself uh, is a game similar to horseshoes where you throw steel discs at a metal spike and the parlor version of it was an attempt to recreate the game for uh, indoor environment and so they used uh, bean bags and slanted boards with a uh, hole as the target and Wint actually sold the rights of his game to a Massachusetts game company that marketed the game under the name Faba Baga their, their game actually featured a board with two holes and an additional extra bag that could score extra points uh, for each frame or round of, of throwing. And then in September of, of 1974, Popular Mechanics magazine published an article about a game called Beanbag Bullseye. And it had some slight differences to the modern game uh, with the hole being in the center of the board instead of at one end. And they also used a lighter eight ounce bag and each player would actually throw two bags in succession rather than alternating um, like you do today where each player has four bags and, and you know, you would throw one and then I would throw one and you'd, you'd throw vice versa. You know, they, they talk a lot in this history about uh, Kentucky and Ohio being some very key states, uh, key areas to, hmm. you know, developing the game. And, and apparently the rise of it um, in popularity actually comes from a Cincinnati Bengals tailgate. That's kind of where things first, you know, grew from the, the game and, and it was really popularized. And... Once it started to become popular in 2005, the American Cornhole Association was established. And then in 2015, the American Cornhole League was founded. There it is. And uh, we also have the American Cornhole Association. 
So there's a, a lot of associations and, and leagues for this uh, up and coming game. And, you know, they all have kind of different, I guess, mottos and, and sayings. Uh, apparently the American Cornhole Association is really about, you know, just the uh, sale of cornhole products. Whereas obviously the American Cornhole League is about competition and, and uh, uh, you talked about it a little bit earlier. So, you know, pretty brief and, and you know, not very detailed history just because <laughs> it's not a very, I, I don't know, documented history. I mean, people have been playing yeah. this game for a long time, but, you know, it's all been in very different variations of the game. And so, you know, only recently has it started to become popularized and, and known as Cornhole. So, yeah. No, it's, it's interesting you know, it's a sport like this um, and how it's kind of grown and, and developed. I mean, I, I, one of the first thoughts that I, that came in my head is like, why, why did it actually not become more, a little bit more complicated than it is, right? Like it's just a hole on a board, throw the bag in the hole. Yeah. You know, there's, there's obviously rules to it, but it's pretty simple, but I was play. I remember when I was younger, there was. Uh, I remember playing on boards, and we called it at that time. I think we called it beanbag toss or something like that, because it wasn't really, it wasn't really cornhole. At least some of the boards that we were playing on, because there was variations where there was multiple holes where you try to get it into a specific hole, and the premise was the same, but you know, it, it'd be similar. I even saw. I've never played on it, but I even saw online there's like a baseball version that like, you know, you try to hit the different bases and you get, you know, X amount or whatever. And it's just interesting that, that the game stay, I mean, it, it, there was moments when it people tried different things, but cornhole is what the simplest thing you could have. And that's the thing that people play on. And it's probably one of the more popular, if not the most popular game for backyard sports um, especially so. because of the the popularity of you know a game like shuffleboard right like shuffleboard yeah. has a point system and you're getting points based off of how close you get it to a certain area or, or whatnot and to really have you know a very simplistic you either are on the board in the hole or you're not and that's all you yep. got to keep track of yep yeah, and, and also I think accessibility and, and portability are important. And so, you know, something like Cornhole, you can just package up. I mean, my set right now, you can just package it up into a very portable, you know, I mean, you got your two boards and the backs fit inside and it's easy. Um, you can bring it anywhere you go. So I think that, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of the, these games have found popularity because you can just bring them anywhere. But yeah, anyway... Um, well, to, to jump a little bit into stats and, you know, similar to your history, as you might guess, there's not a ton of stats on Cornhole in particular, but I did find some ones that I thought were interesting. So there was as many as 10,000 ACL. We talked about the, the ACL um, starting in 2015. Uh, there was about 10,000 ACL events during the current season or, or the season that 
just ran, I guess, last year, which runs from August to July. So it's a pretty long season, actually. It's a lot of events. Uh, yeah, right. It's a lot, a lot of events. And so the ACL paid out, you know, I, you you look at sports like this, you sometimes forget that there is money to be made. Yeah. Uh, so Cody Henderson last season was paid $250,000. He's one of the pros in within the ACL. And, you know, we've, we've looked at, I mean, whirly ball was one we looked at, but was there another obscure sport we did? I'm trying to, I'm blanking on if we did another one, but, but there's, Oh, um, pickleball. Pickleball is what I was thinking about. Is mm-hmm. very similar in premise where there is people that are crazy good at it and crazy diehards, and they can actually make money off of this type of thing if they're good. Uh, heck, if they're on TV, it's even you know you get a little bit more there. But so they said that the total payout this this past season was around one million or could reach one million, and they said most, you know, most of the top players make around, I mean, I say most very lightly, but make around $60,000, uh, including the payouts from local events. So not everybody's making that 250. That's really the people that have the name value that are probably on advertisements and, and whatnot. Um, but, uh, but I thought that that was interesting that there, I mean, 60,000 is nothing to laugh at. Like that's, that's a relative decent salary. If you're, you know, playing it, I'm sure you're playing it more regularly than just casual. Yeah, but um, I mean, I'm sure but, you can have another job. You know, it's not sure, yeah. so physically taxing or something where you're spending six or eight hours a day, you know, yeah. throwing beanbags. I, I would hope yeah. not. I am, curi- I am curious if there is, like, I'd be curious to dig deeper into this Cody Henderson guy and see if he has like a routine or a workout or something to like stay good at the game um, or be the best at the game. Like what is he doing besides practicing cornhole? Is there anything else to do? Because it like with something like this, even like pickleball, you know, you have to be active, right? Like if you're stronger, if you're quicker, if you're um, like, there's, there's benefits to those things. But with cornhole, I mean, there's no necessarily real benefit unless you're playing crazy long tournaments or variety of tournaments and your arm gets tired. <laughs> Maybe then working out comes into play. But I, I'm curious if they actually do, you know, have any regiments aside from practicing. But anyway, so the the ACL Pro Invitation on July 4th last year was watched by 500,000 people on ESPN. I believe they roll into it right after the hot dog eating contest. (laughs) So, you know, we'll see if that is something that we'll see what's happening in July in this, this world. But, but if you want to catch some live pro pro play of Cornell, you can, you can watch it then. And I think there's other, there's other moments when it's on too, but that that's the more notable one. I, I also thought it was interesting, you know, when you get to some of the competitive play. So the national college cornhole championship uh, from Myrtle beach, South Carolina, it crowned the best college team and college alumni team 
from around the country and the ACL paid out at least $25,000 in scholarship money. So they, they are supporting the young athletes coming through and filtering in just like any other sport would, but they're providing scholarship money to, to people to play the sport on the side. So I thought that was um, kind of cool. And this is where uh, right off the top where I wanted to, I was, this is the first question that when we talked about Cornell, this is the first question I wanted to look up. So in a third, in a survey of 1000 people nationwide, Cornhole is the most popular name for the sport. So that's 81% of people. So it's a, it's a majority. Now there is a small contingent that is 14% that calls it bags or bags with like a Z. And that's, that's your second runner up. And I, do you know anybody that calls it bags? Uh, I don't, I mean, I, um, no, no. I mean, I've heard it. I've heard it called bags before, but I don't know anyone who would say that it was bags okay. over cornhole. Yeah, I ha- I have a couple friends out here that um, are from the Midwest, and they call it bags. Mm. And I I actually specifically remember having a debate with them about this particular topic because. I don't know how it came up. Maybe you were just like, Hey, do you want to play cornhole? And they were, I don't know if they were shocked, but they think they were almost insulted that I called it cornhole. Hmm. And I was on the other end. I was like, why would you call it bags? Like it was just, it made no sense. Then we, we found out that it was a little bit of a regional thing. And so it's apparently in the upper Midwest um, where they call it bags, which side note, I was reading in this, in the Midwest, they also call knockout. You know the, you know basketball knockout. They call it lightning. Have you heard that before? No, I mean yeah, I haven't either. I've I've heard it called knockout, but not often called knockout. Oh really? We call it bump. Bump? What the heck? Yep. Okay, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, I didn't realize we were opening up, but yeah, I. That I, I, we both of us, I think, appreciate and love the fascination of just the same thing being called different things based off of where you live. And I mean, I uh, wonder if it's like it's it's kind of like Canadian bacon in Canada can't be Canadian bacon, right? Like it's, it's it, yeah. otherwise it's just not Canadian bacon. It's you know I don't know if it's bacon, but but like cornhole in a very you know, an area that's very prevalent with corn, you know, it's duh, there's corn in it. Like, right. I mean, you don't have to call it cornhole for it to be for everybody to know that the bags are filled with corn. I mean, maybe that's the top process. I, mean, I don't know. It could, that could be the start. And I think what's cool about those types of things, cause you never really know what starts it, but, but really at some point, somebody said, that this sport was called cornhole and at some point someone described it to their friends as bags and and then they told their friend and then they told their friend and then bags becomes an identity for this game in this certain area and um like it's it's just i don't know i love this stuff so it was cool to kind of see um i wasn't i wasn't sure what to expect 
Uh, I thought actually more people would call it bags. Yeah. But apparently that is just a Midwest thing. So, yeah. And then a couple quick uh, Guinness Book of World Records related to cornhole. So the largest cornhole tournament was 444 participants. The largest game of cornhole measured at 64 feet long by 30 two feet wide with a hole measuring of eight feet. So that was a pretty large game. I think that record was broken at like a college uh, bowl game. They had it as kind of like a promotion that they did. What were you tossing? Like even a six foot bag. Like you had to be dropping that from a freaking helicopter. It's a great point. It didn't say what the bean bag was to my knowledge. Because like because distance, like the distance between the two boards, okay, sixty feet. So you're like chucking it. Well, it, well, it's. I think it's. It's not the. I don't think it's the distance, though. I think that is something to, that's considered there. I think oh, the way I saw it is sixty four feet long board. Oh. And thirty foot, thirty two foot wide, and then the hole is at eight feet. So. So my question is, how large is that beanbag? Or are you just throwing a normal beanbag to hopefully get just you know, really far? This, yeah, this crazy long board. I don't know, but, but yeah. So they have uh, that has the record there. So the longest marathon playing cornhole is twenty six hours and twelve minutes and forty four seconds by Team Fry and Team Gable. That's I don't know I I don't I feel, feel like, like if I needed to I could achieve that yeah but here's here's where the thing that I actually think is achievable so the most cornhole bags or bag in the holes in one minute by a team of two is fourteen huh. Yes. So you let's say you and I are, are standing next to each other. This is how I interpreted it. You and I are standing next to each other, and we are throwing bags into the same hole. Let's say we have unlimited bags. 14 is the most in holes in one minute. I I would guess that it's not us throwing them to the same hole. What I would guess is it's you have between the two of us we have four bags so i throw my four bags you throw your four bags Mm. i throw my four bags and and hopefully have made you know made two of those i see that that is a little bit no that is that is a little bit harder yeah so it'd be but do you think you could do it because i feel like i still could 14 is that what you said yeah so it'd be back and forth back and then you would have to make two of your four. So it'd be, I would have to hit all eight. You would have to hit basically your your first six. Yeah. I think in a minute that's, that's because I would assume you're, you're also having to go and grab the bags from yes, the right. hole. That's, a, that's pretty tight. That's pretty I, tight. I know it's tight. And you'd have to be really good because you'd have to obviously be 
getting most of your shots, if not all of them, in the hole. But I feel like a professional should be able to beat this. Well, basically, right? like, the, yeah. Did you watch any videos about this? Like them actually competing? Well, I've they seen take, some of the highlights. They take a good amount of time to throw. You know. But I, what I'm saying though is that a professional, if they wanted to break this record, they should be able to. Because I feel like I can break this record, or at least come mm-hmm. close. Okay, no, so, I take that back. If I practice for like a year straight, I could probably break this record. Okay, so it'd be it would be four back and or or two back and forth, I guess, right? So let's say yeah, I need to hit seven of my eight shots. You need to hit seven of your eight shots, or we need to be lightning fast in our shooting. So let's say yeah, seven of your eight. So back and forth, back and forth. So you have four bags. Let's say it takes you five seconds per bag. Five seconds per bag, and you have eight bags. What is that? Ten. That's forty seconds. You said in a minute. In one minute. Yeah. So I mean, so sixty seconds, and we have to throw sixteen bags, or, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we need to just hit. We need to to break the record. We would need fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say sixteen let's just round it up to 16 and so that includes getting the the bags out of the hole so i start and i throw one i throw a second one i throw a third one i throw a fourth one so let's just say that takes 10 seconds right so say it takes 10 seconds to throw all four of your bags so you're at 40 seconds that means in three transitions to get the the bags out from under the hole and to your shooting posi- position, we would have about seven seconds total. I think it's doable. <laughs> I honestly, I might pull out the cornhole when the weather gets a little bit better and just test how quickly how, how I can hit the can holes get, and then pull them out. How many you can get out? Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I, 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 I'm not saying that this is. I'm scoffing at the record. I think it's a, it's, it's an accomplishment now. Now that you've reframed how I'm looking at it, but I still think it's achievable. And if you just like lightning, boom, 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 throw these, you have to be good at it. But you can, you can figure it out. I, I don't think it's that bad. That's, that's my take. Okay, it uh, might be the first disagreement on our friendship test. Yeah, it may be. <laughs> well, let's let's uh, let's get. Uh, that's all I had on stats. So let's let's jump right into that friendship stuff. We just become best friends. Yep. All right, Justin. So I think you know our first question. We kind of both answered already. Cornhole yep. bag bags or beanbag toss. We're we're both in the the cornhole realm. Yep. My my question. My first question for the friendship test is. You know, would you rather throw first or second when going in order? Yeah, I'm. I would say my. I I don't even think there's much debate in my head about it. I would be second. Really? Because I I want to for two reasons. One, I want to see the board and be able to 
react to what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I need to knock your, your bag off or I need to do whatever, um, or I need to hit this shot. Now there's more pressure to it, but there's also more reward. And there's nothing better than when you're, you need to hit this shot or you need to do this thing and you're, you know, that last bag to go and you do it. It's, it's awesome. It's an awesome rewarding experience. So I, I would lean towards second. I don't know. There, there is something about being that second to last and hitting that shot or putting them in that, that other person in such a terrible position that they have nothing to do or, or, you know, going first though, you do have a clean board. You don't have to, you know, avoid any of the, the other bean bags that are on the board. Uh, you can slide it right into the hole if you if that's the type of shot you like to play. Um, you don't have to worry about any blockers or anything like that. So you know, I think I'm gonna have to disagree with you, and and I would probably prefer to go first and be able to put the pressure on the other opponent. So this is this is actually a good segue because I think the way you were talking about it actually makes sense if that's your style of play. But I I'm curious how how do you throw when you when like give us a visual of how you throw a bean bag like there's many ways you can toss it. Yeah, I'm how traditionally a um, a flat spin type of person. Okay, so you're like a frisbee. Um, no, no, it's, it's definitely an underhand, but it's, it, I add some spin oh. to it and a flick to it to get a little bit of, of, okay. you know, s- soft spin to, to the beanbag yeah. so that they, you know, they'll slide a little bit. Got it. Yeah. So I, and this is why, you know, your last take was different than mine. Or one of the reasons why is, so I am an underhand like almost ball up kind of cornhole thrower. So like I'll kind of get it into um, close to the size of a baseball and then I flick my wrist up. And so I get a little bit more air time. And when mine don't typically slide, sometimes I'll shift up my shot if I need to get a slide in, but I will, I will more do, I will more often throw something that comes in with a high arc and comes down where I want it to go and there's not much motion and now the board type does affect that if it's super slick that that style actually works really well and if it's not then it's not as much of a benefit but that's that's my go-to and it may not be the best way that people would recommend if you were a pro but that's the way I know best well my my immediate thought is is that legal did you check out in, in the oh, I don't ACL know. if you could bat, ball up your bag? I don't see why not. I mean, that's... People, if people can throw like a Frisbee and people can, you know... That's I think not there's... altering what it, it the actual makeup of the bag, though. Mm, I guess. I mean, I'm not like like spending a lot of time turning it into a baseball. Like... I, I just kind of crinkle it up a little bit so that it's not like too floppy. Um, so it's and, not flat uh, anymore. Yeah, it's not it's more as, as flat anymore. But I would, I would, I'm actually curious now. And maybe as we go back and forth, I'll, I'll give, I'll see if I can find something. But I, I don't think there is. I don't know why there would be. I mean, 
you know, you never know what I know you rules can't throw it overhand, right? No. Or actually, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, you you got some research to do. Well, I asked the next yes. question, but yes. uh, is this the best lawn game out there? Um. So, it's a tough question because I love I like a lot of different lawn games. Um, you could even like there's the traditional ones that you know cornhole horseshoes i'm blanking out oh ladder golf um i would say cornhole is probably higher in the list of those um you could stretch it to consider badminton and some of those like set up a net in your backyard croquet oh yeah croquet bocce is another one um i do enjoy uh bocce i'm actually a big fan of street bocce which is where you just go out and about in in the grass anywhere. It could be your backyard, but typically it'd be your neighborhood. And you just throw the polino and then just, you know, it could be across a parking lot and you have to play it that way. So big fan of that. But if we're staying in the backyard, I think I might actually say that my favorite game is actually a game called washers have you ever played washers brian it sounds familiar you're gonna have to refresh me on so it's it's kind of a similar it's basically if horseshoes kind of like horseshoes and also kind of like cornhole but there's a box and inside the box there's a cup and you have to throw i mean it's the name as the name says, it's washers. You, you would throw a washer or something similar to a washer and you throw it. And if you get three points, if you get it in the cup, you get one point if you get it in the box and then you get none if you don't get any, but it's, you have to kind of play it strategically where, you know, if you throw it a certain way, it might bounce out. And if you get it leaning against the box, it might give you two points. And so it's, it's a very simple game. It's very compact. It's easy to move around even easier than cornhole because of the size of it. But so I, I might say that that gets a little bit of an edge to cornhole to me, but it's, it's, it, it's close. Yeah. What my, about you? Mine would be yard golf or, or ladder golf or whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I think I, uh, partly cause it's golf, but, and, you know, you have traditionally golf balls on the ends of strings, and so that's kind of fun. But I think because it's it's I don't want to say it's versatile, but in terms of the shots that you can make with the the game, uh, it is pretty like creative, and and you can do it a lot of different ways as to how mm-hmm. you kind of throw and. You know, if you want to try to bounce the the, I don't even know what you call them, but the the little balls on the string, and, yeah. And that that just I don't know. There's something about that game, the physics behind it, that I just really enjoy, because um, you you have so many options as to how you actually get these you know balls and and string onto the ladder uh, or PVC pipe or whatever it might be. So. Yeah, we actually, uh, we set that up for our, our social distancing and we realized that we didn't have the, um, we ran out of the 
the balls. They like broke or we lost them or something. So we just ordered them. They arrived today. Oh. Um, and they're called, I just ran out to look at them. They're called ladder ball bolas. Ladder ball bolas. I've never heard them called a bola, but I wanted to check that um, while we had it sitting on our kitchen table. While while you were talking about that, though, I did look up. Um, this is take this for what it's worth, but this is from a, a site that follows cornhole, and uh, this says that the official rules don't prohibit overhand throws, and we've never heard of any throwing style being banned in competition. Mm. So there's that. Um, they said that there is a popular and entertaining Professor Cornhole that they've he's produced videos for some of the um, cornhole places that describes overhand throwing as considered illegal and an abomination to the game. <laughs> so now I am not I am not in that category. I am not throwing overhand. I'm still I am flipping it. So that that it is it's a flip. Like it's not a underhand per se. Like my arm just goes up, but my, my hand is facing down, if that makes sense. So I'm just flipping it up and I, it's still technically throwing starting from below and throwing it up, but just kind of a unique style to it, but it doesn't seem like it's banned. So I, I am in the clear. Good. All um, right. I won't report you. Yes. Perfect. Uh, so uh, the last question before we get into the delusional thinking if you had a custom set let's uh, a custom cornhole set do you have do you have like a dream of what it would be like what would you add in what would you paint it as or what would you have it painted for you as do you have something Uh, I guess I would say probably I don't have anything in creative is the problem. I just, yeah, I don't have anything creative. I mean, I would hope I could come up with something that was creative that had maybe, uh, I don't know. The hole was actually built into the, the design. Um, but, but I, I don't have any, like, I'm not the, person who competes in it like you are and i don't have it you know i don't have one well for don't throw me into that <laughs> and you know i i haven't played it within the last week like you have or or almost almost played pulled yeah. it out at least um i i, I don't have one it, i do think it's kind of cool like i've seen a couple people had uh like mr and mrs uh cornhole yep. boards created uh, for their weddings, I thought that was kind of unique, and and so I've actually played some cornhole at some weddings that they were actually utilizing those, which I thought was kind of cool. But from a creative standpoint, I don't have anything that that I really want. Sorry. Yeah, no, and that's fine. I think it's it's interesting. Like I would, I think more than anything, just want a quality board. Like I, I would be, I would be okay with the board not having much design to it, but just having it look like it's a good board if that a professional like the, board yeah you want a professional yeah, like, board because you are above average in your well sure of course and i want to appear to be even better than i actually am but no i i my mind also went the other option was similar to your mind where it's like finding a to utilize the whole so like putting a i don't know a donut on there but doing like something that that's unique 
Um, the one thing that popped in my head and I had to look it up and it actually does exist, um, was myself being from, from Philly. I think it would be fun to have a Philly fanatic version and his, if you can picture him, he's got this long cylinder snout and, you know, that would be the hole. And so basically you'd be throwing it into his snout every time. I think that would be pretty fun. Um, and you could, you know, get a Philly vibe to it. So I, I think, I don't know if like that would be, I, I would want a concept though, but I think having it with the whole within the art, I think is cool. It's fun at least. Okay. So. I, I, I don't know if I would get this, but I just looked it up on, on the web and the one of the top returned images was a toilet and the oh, hole nice. being the toilet. So that yeah. that's kind of a creative take on that. Nobody else really has yeah. anything that's that like unique to the uh, the whole like the, the, a lot of them you yeah. know, colleges are very popular you know yeah sports teams are so, very popular so well, the one thing i will i'll say and this isn't necessarily a shameless plug because i'm not giving you his handle or anything but one of my buddies from back home he actually he's an artist and he's he's painted some stuff for us before um, but he does kind of like some hobby art and one of the things he specializes in is cornhole boards so his name is eric he's in pennsylvania but um i guarantee you that if i was still in pennsylvania that i would have a custom board right now from him i, w I would have paid him for it because it's just cool to have um and he you know to have his kind of art on it but uh, but yeah, I've I've thought about it. I'm like, it's not worth us him painting something and creating something custom and then shipping it out here, like because they are pretty bulky to move around. But I have thought about this custom board idea before. Minions is maybe the only other one that I've seen that's Ooh, super creative. Minions. You know, because yeah. of their little eye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The rest of them are aren't that creative in terms of the use of the whole, but. Uh, those two stuck out to me so well uh my, what what time are we at uh we're, we're actually under time we're doing pretty yeah, good we're doing pretty Look good we're we're, we're trimming trimming the uh fat down so uh let's get into some delusional thinking i feel like i'm taking crazy pills all right justin so you are going to live in a very, very strange world for this delusional thinking, as you have for the last 77 episodes in delusional thinkings. But every night before you fall asleep, you must hit five Dranos or cornholes in a row or five free throws in a row. And you can't go to sleep until those are completed and you must hit them in a, all consecutively. Which one okay. are you selecting? So there's a couple of trains of thoughts here and, and one that I, I, I want to explore. So the first thing is just, it goes to skill and can I hit five of these or five of either of these? Uh, I am a, I don't know. I'm probably average at free throw shooting as an average person. I don't play basketball that often anymore and but i think it's i think i've hit five in a row before i 
I don't know. It doesn't seem that crazy hard. And also the, the cornhole cornhole is interesting because it rarely happens when I hit four in a row. Like, uh, you know, when I do play, it will happen from time to time. And it's super satisfying when you hit all your shots, but to hit five in a row, I mean, you're hot. So I, I almost lean from a skill level. Like I could hit the free throw a little bit better with five in a row though. It is close. Now, what I want to walk down this path for a second here is in this scenario, I have to do this thing by having this scenario. Do I have a basketball net that is now mine or a basketball court that is now mine that, um, that might influence my decision here because I, I might, choose that solely to get the basketball <laughs> that is available to me uh, at my whim before I go to bed um, I would assume I, I don't know if that infl- I would assume it's this. in your backyard like your your cornhole game or your basketball hoop is in your backyard so you will potentially have to make these free throws at night uh, in rain snow whatever it might be mm-hmm. oh that's a i did not think about that now cornhole you could potentially move inside because it, it could be played inside but but i wouldn't i'm not going to give you an indoor basketball hoop to hit these free throws okay all right well you set set the line i will say that the, the seasons uh that that is something i did not consider and it may be a strong enough thing to pull me the other way <laughs> because I'm just picturing, you know, I mean, it, it, weather's not, you know, super polarizing in this area, but it also does rain a lot and or at least, you know, is wet and just playing basketball, shooting out there before you go to bed. Yeah, I wow i didn't realize it but that's a big shift for me i think even even though i'm getting a basketball net which would be cool i think that's a baller level thing to have a basketball net in your backyard even getting that and even thinking that my skill would be a little bit better for making the basketball shots again i might be misguided there. well okay so what 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 about if you already have the basketball net like you're not getting it because you're doing this you you already have it anyways okay so if i already have it and, and not letting that and not letting that play a, factor. play a factor and then both are in the same environment so like if you you know you are shooting hoops outside you are throwing the, the cornhole outside if you're you're inside like the weather has oh. no factor Okay. All right. Then but you we're don't. Back, you, we're back to a. You don't get the benefit of like you already have the basketball hoop, so it's not necessarily a benefit to selecting it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then it really it it comes down to skill and what's going to allow me to go to bed earlier, and oh. I don't. I like. It's weird because I don't play basketball that much anymore, and it's hard to tell what my skill free throw shooting would be. 
maybe making five in a row is actually pretty hard. Uh, I mean, I know, you know, Shaquille O'Neal couldn't hit five in a row. So I may be thinking I'm better than I actually am at that. Whereas I have, like, I know that I've hit four in a row, maybe even five in a row with cornhole. It's just very, it's rare, but I know I can do it. Oh. All right, well, talk to me. I might, I, I'm going to reserve my opinion. Uh, maybe you'll sway me one way or the other, but I, I, I think I know where I'm leaning. Well, okay. But- one thing that, that, you know, I, when I was floating this out there, I probably should have prefaced the fact that I was a very good free throw shooter when I was playing oh. basketball. So, okay. So, you know, from an ease and, and just the ability to do something, I would easily take the the basketball. Now, that's not why I'm actually ch- taking basketball because I, I feel like regardless, as I work at something, if I am having to do this every night, I, I'm going to get better regardless. You know, if, it, if sure. it's cornhole, if I'm throwing, uh, if I have to throw 100 bags of corn, uh, cornhole to, to get five in a row, I'm going to get better. A couple yeah. things to to take in mind for the cornhole is that because you can you have maybe four bags and you can at least hold you know all of them in your hands, it's a much faster process. So I could throw five or four probably before I could shoot two free throw shots because I can't hold two balls in my hand. Um, I I have a very you know meticulous routine when I'm shooting a free throw so it it would take me a lot longer to shoot you know the um same number of of shots versus throwing corn cornhole bags now the reason I am going to choose basketball is because of Mr. Michael Jordan and I believe there's a a um shot in Space Jam, very, very great movie from yeah. our generation, where he's outside shooting hoops late at night. And yeah. that is part of the reason he became great. Now, if I am able to consistently say five shots before bed, and I could become a potentially a, a very good basketball player. And maybe I wouldn't be professional level, but I could be very good and, you know, maybe I could go and and could have played in college or whatever it might have been. I could put hopefully financially profit off of it because it's a bigger sport. And Uh, Okay, well, let me intercede and just say I don't, one, the way I would interpret it is you can't go back in time and do this. You are applying this to your age right now. I don't think you're making an NBA, even if you're making five shots in a row. I I would I, would, I hate to break that to you, Brian. I could I could go. You know, there's the 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 big three. Is that what it is called? The three on three basketball uh, tournament. Sure, you could do the big three. You could play. I think. What is it? I guess it is the big three or something like that. Um, you could do that. Uh, you could 
I was going to say you could do the globe trotters, but you got to do more than just hit shots. <laughs> You're on the globe trotters. Um, you could do some of the like, I don't know, side leagues and other country leagues and all that. But I don't think there's that much in there. Now, if I'm, if you're sinking the Cornels five in a row, like, and consistently, and you're really good at that, I think there's there's opportunity for for some money there. Not maybe not as much, but some. Um, but yeah, I I after like hearing you talk a little bit, and and kind of I was already on the fence. Originally, I was basketball, but the one thing that I'm shifting away from is a little bit. You mentioned the time factor; that's one, but also just the the exhaustion of shooting a basketball. Like I'm, you know, you shoot a hundred times in a row, you're exhausted. You better be, you know, hitting your shots. Otherwise you're going to get tired. Whereas Cornell has much like mm, yeah, I could, your arm's going to get tired. It will, but not at the same level that basketball will do. Mm. Right. Like it's, I mean, basketball is more than, uh, I mean, yes and no. Uh, obviously you're shooting something that weighs more but you're also using more of your body uh you can jump to help your shot like you can do a lot of different things whereas cornhole like it's the same i mean basketball is the same motion but like cornhole it's literally just your arm Uh, yeah i guess but i don't know i i think there would be more wear and tear on me shooting a basketball than a cornhole uh, or a, be- a beanbag. So, like, think about. I, I'm going to. Okay. Oh, think about. Think about bowling. I know bowling. You know, you're obviously have more weight there, but I am always sore from bowling. Yes. Always. And and, yes. and if I go out and shoot hoops, I'm not gonna. My my body is not sore from shooting hoops. Now, again, we're kind of. Ex, you know. Uh, we're expounding on just like a few, you know, few shots and, and all of that type of stuff. But the same motion every time from your arm is, I I think going to be taxing. So. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, how many times do you bowl in a, a given game and that bowling ball is significantly heavier? But I mean, I, I'm with you. Like I, I mean, I practically throw my arm out every time I bowl because I have a wonky. I mean, it's really only twenty on throws. Ball. It's really only twenty throws, right? Is it? No, because there's ten frames, two for okay, so twenty twenty per. But then you probably play two or three games. At least I typically do. So, I mean, that's sixty throws. I think, you know, my arm is hurting after that, but that's also a I don't know, 10 to 15 pound ball and a beanbag is like a pound. I don't know what it is actually, but I don't know. I, I'm the, I don't think I'm, I'm changing my, I've thought about it. I'm, I'm sticking with cornhole. I think that is the, the easiest on my body, potentially most achievable after hearing that I, or after hearing how good you are at basketball, I feel like I'm not, that good at basketball <laughs> and therefore i will uh i will pass on that option i mean the last thing i wanted to throw in here is that Shaq career stat was he was 52 percent free throw shooting so you know if you're 52 60 even like okay you're missing 
one out of every three or or every other like to get five in a row that's it's pretty tough so it is yeah i, I, I think either way it's how... tough either way it's tough yeah we're not I sleeping agree. much uh, we're not <laughs> that's the that's we've kind of lost track of all of that but at the end of the day neither of us are probably sleeping yeah. so that's kind of where we land well um well we we as we come to a close here uh just wanted to thank you guys for for tuning in all the listeners out there um hopefully you're doing well in in lockdown or quarantine i know some of you are in places of the country and world where you may not be and maybe you're even getting back into podcasts again but um you know if you haven't already give us a, a subscribe uh on apple google spotify or wherever you get in your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Quest for 100 or on Facebook and Instagram at Quest for 100 Podcast. All right. Until next time on the Quest for 100. Quest for 100.